Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 18 this morning, please. Revelation chapter 18. Uh, welcome visitors uh, returning uh, and, and new. Uh, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here this morning. Welcome to our Sunday school hour. Uh, in, in our 10 o'clock hour, we've been making our way through the book of Revelation. Uh, here in our church, we tend to be teaching and preaching uh, straight through uh, books of the Bible. Uh, in this hour, Revelation. In the next hour, the book of Mark. Uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, Ezekiel. That's, that's been uh, interesting and, and helpful and challenging at times, of course. Uh, as is the book of Revelation, interesting and helpful and challenging at times, uh, of course. Uh, we understand there's a variety of different views and, and perspectives on, on the book of Revelation. Uh, we believe that the bulk of it is still future. Uh, the initial uh, chapters deal with uh, literal churches uh, in the first century, Lord's message to those churches. Uh, and then the passages thereafter, uh, we believe, uh, as Lord indicates, are things that are still to come, uh, things that would uh, begin uh, with the next major event on God's prophetic timeline, the rapture, uh, the catching away of believers, uh, followed by a period of relative peace, three and a half year period, uh, and then a period of great difficulty, uh, great tribulation, such as the world has never seen. And Zach, we've taken care to um, understand that this seems to be a great difficulty with great purpose, right? Uh, this is the Lord's program, these uh, great trials of the great tribulation period, God's program for reaching primarily Jewish people um, for the next three and a half years. This is a total seven-year period before the Lord, Lord returns. Uh, at Armageddon and to usher in his thousand-year millennial reign, but uh, a period of great tribulation that he uses to reach Jewish people, uh, causing many to see their need for Christ uh, and the gospel. Of course, we see, we understand Gentile people will be saved during that time also, but it seems to be a program that is first about reaching Jewish people and secondly, Gentile uh, people as well. Rich, we understand that the Lord is not yet done with Jewish people and with Israel, and it's extraordinary how much Israel is on the minds of the world today. Uh, Zach, as we've said many times recently, a little country no bigger than New Jersey, really, uh, is right at the center of world events today, and I believe that'll continue uh, to be the case uh, moving forward uh, in history. Now, uh, we're at a portion in the book uh, where the Lord is uh, prophesying uh, regarding uh, the Antichrist uh, putting down uh, what had been uh, the ecumenical religious system uh, of the uh, tribulation period. It seems to be the case that there is a uh, something like a one-world government and something like a one-world religion that are involved in setting up the Antichrist uh, for his rule. Uh, no doubt, Rich, he's delighted about that. But then in his pride and uh, in his plan, uh, he's the Antichrist, of course, uh, he puts down uh, the system that has brought him into power, it would seem, 
uh, desiring to have total control over all things spiritual, economic, and political. Uh, recall last week in chapter 17, we saw the, the putting down uh, of what appears to be the spiritual system of the tribulation period. <clears throat> Excuse me, this uh, ecumenical system uh, arguably seems to be centered in Rome. And we took care last week to uh, make the point that that's not a dig at Roman Catholicism necessarily. It just seems to be the case that uh, it is headquartered in Rome. There's language that strongly implies that. And uh, we made the observation that today Roman Catholicism actually is quite ecumenical. It is actively involved in looking for opportunities to find commonality with other faith groups and very much seems to be uh, paving the way for an ecumenical religious system uh, in the tribulation period. And, and Zach, that's, that's certainly not a hateful dig. It just seems to be the case, right? It's just sort of matter of fact seems to be the case today uh, and would seem to be consistent with what we see uh, during this future period. And so it's just interesting, of course. Uh, <clears throat> so this chapter, chapter 18, deals with the uh, judgment. So, so let me back up half a step. Lord has called this uh, religious system, system of the world during the tribulation period Babylon, which seems to be a reference to the Babylon, Babylonian empire of days past and all of its error, uh, spiritual error primarily. And so Lord seems to be invoking a comparison to the heresy of Babylon and calling the system of the tribulation period by the same name. Uh, chapter 17 is a prophecy of that being judged, being put off um, uh, through the power of the Antichrist. Uh, and then this chapter seems to deal with the economic system uh, of the tribulation period, the Lord judging it and destroying it. Uh, which, of course, would be a profound challenge. Uh, have we seen uh, economic challenges uh, in our own lifetime that have had pretty profound significance? Well, of course, we have. Uh, in 2008, we saw a great uh, economic crisis ushered in, the Great Recession. Uh, nothing like the Great Depression and nothing like what is prophesied here, but... Uh, certainly a time of economic trial that gives us a little hint or taste uh, of, of what, will, what will occur during the tribulation period. So uh, we get to the point where the Lord is destroying the economic system of the tribulation uh, as judgment, as trials. Uh, no doubt it's judgment indeed, but judgment that has this uh, purpose of causing people to see their need for Christ. It seems to be part of the Lord kind of shaking people awake spiritually. Uh, he destroys the religious system of the world, false religious system. He, he destroys the economic underpinnings of, of the world uh, at this future time and uh, very much would, would cause people to uh, consider what's happening, uh, what, what, what do we need that, that we don't have. In any event, let's, let's jump in here uh, with that kind of long-winded winded introduction. Um, see verse, uh, chapter 18, verse 1, Revelation 18, verse 1. John, uh, writing all the way back in the first century under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes, After these things I saw 
another angel. So the Lord is, is using um, angels. I'll, I'll have a comment on this angel in a moment. Uh, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, uh, having great power, uh, and the earth was lightened uh, with his glory. Just make a quick comment. Some have suggested that this particular angel uh, could be Christ. We know that Zach earlier in the book, the Lord is using uh, angels a little bit differently, seems to use the word as a reference to pastors of the churches uh, that we see in the first chapters. Uh, uh, here, the, there's a suggestion at least that this one uh, could be Christ himself. Uh, he's described as having great power and the earth was lightened uh, with his glory. Some have said this might be Christ because of the reference to power uh, and the fact that Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And so that's a possibility. We, uh, we won't rule that out. Certainly this does not have to be the case. We know the Lord has uh, used angels or, or will use angels throughout his program of carrying out this, this tribulation program, uh, literal angels. And uh, he certainly can empower one and, and uh, give one uh, a glorious light that would light the world. So that, it's just an interesting possibility for your consideration. Uh, verse 2, he cried mightily with a strong voice. This is a literal angel. We, we recall that they're God's messengers, ministers and messengers. He cried mightily with a strong voice saying Babylon. So there's that word again. Uh, Babylon the Great uh, is fallen. By the way, I feel a little bit bad because my wife is from Babylon, Long Island. Uh, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, uh, and has become the habitation of devils, demons, no doubt, uh, and the hold of every foul spirit uh, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Uh, probably not literal birds here, but... Um, uh, demons, uh, no doubt, are in uh, view here. So uh, we know that the, the, the religious system has been destroyed. Uh, the Antichrist will now seek to be worshipped as the center uh, of the religious focus of the world. Uh, verse 2, for all nations have drunk up of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Uh, Rich, remember, <laughs> certainly we, we've seen... Uh, in our study through Isaiah, and our study through Ezekiel, once again, Lord uses fornication uh, sometimes, uh, literally, but often uh, poetically to picture um, idolatry, right, or straying away from the one true God. Uh, this seemed to be the idea. Uh, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, uh, and so the um, sort of the one world uh, political system uh, had allied itself with the ecumenical one world religious system, which now seems to be destroyed. Uh, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich uh, through the abundance of her delicacies. Uh, the word translated delicacies has the literal idea of strength of wealth. Uh, probably an allusion here uh, in context certainly seems to be a, a more broadly an allusion to the economy. The, uh, the political uh, system has enriched itself through the economic system. Uh, the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies, strength of wealth. And so 
the kings, the merchants, the economic system uh, comes into view here, as we've said. Uh, verse 6, John writes, under inspiration, not John's words, but the words given by the Lord. Uh, he says, uh, I have heard another voice from heaven saying, uh, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. Uh, Zach, that biblical principle of God's people called to be separate, to be apart from sin, continues uh, into and throughout tribulation period. That doesn't change. Um, come out, uh, my people, that ye, all of you, be not partakers of her sins, that she receive not of her plagues, for her sins uh, have reached unto heaven, and God uh, remembered uh, her iniquities. And, uh, it's interesting, of course, in the Old Testament, Jewish people were eventually called out uh, of the literal Babylon um, uh, to return to Jerusalem. Uh, they, they were called apart from that um, really wicked uh, empire and place that the Lord had used to judge them. Uh, Lord then called them out, used Cyrus the Persian, the Medo-Persian, to uh, issue a decree that they would go back to Jerusalem. Praise God for that. People returned back to land that God had promised, separating them. Uh, from the wicked people that he had used to judge them. Uh, here the Lord calls uh, his people, evidently those that are saved uh, during the tribulation period, to be separate from the sinfulness of the world system. Uh, I've already said this morning, but you understand certainly that uh, God's people today, uh, not, not just in the past, not just in the future, are called to be separate uh, from sin. Second Corinthians 6 and verse 17, Paul uh, writing to the Corinthian church, said, Wherefore, come out uh, from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You'll be blessed and be a father unto you. Ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And so, uh, Rich, we understand that that was Lord's command to the church members at Corinth, but that Lord seen fit to inscripturate <laughs> that command because it's for us. Uh, it's for God's people in churches today also. And so we are reminded that God desires that there be a practical holiness, separation from uh, sin in our own lives, but a, a practical separation from sinful things uh, of the world also. And certainly we understand this morning that the world system is, is waxing worse and worse as the Lord uh, prophesied that it would. We, Zach, we see not just sin in the world today, but uh, a celebration of sin, right? Not just an acceptance of sin, but uh, a celebration of sin, uh, even in some of our churches today. Uh, no doubt that grieves the Lord. No doubt he has called people to separate from that uh, today. 2 Corinthians 6, 17, 18 uh, certainly would be consistent with that idea. So that's a past, present, and future uh, principle. Zach, not just a principle, it's a command of God, right? Uh, certainly it's not always easy to honor that command, but we know it is God's command. And we know this morning that if we'll just yield to him, we'll find grace, we can find strength to obey him, to come apart uh, and to be separate from sinfulness for his honor and glory. Uh, verse 6 is uh, it's a wonderful verse. 
Um, and you know, you know, I like verses where you can see conversation within the Godhead, right? Between the members of the Trinity. Brother Garcia, I'll always marvel at the privilege to see conversation within the Godhead. And, and, and all of God's word is a privilege to hold in our hands, accurately translated. But this just feels like a, a special privilege uh, to, to me. Uh, verse 6, uh, John writes, reward... Uh, her, even as she rewarded you. This underlying word has the idea of recompense or payback, uh, even as she has rewarded you and double unto her, uh, double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled, uh, fill to her double. That's a little bit challenging, uh, admittedly. That's, that's a challenging uh, verse. Uh, one of the commentators I look at, Dr. Sorensen, um, writes uh, or notes that um, in the Old Testament, Lord called for uh, double restitution uh, for certain crimes. Uh, we understand that that was prescribed under the law. Rich, I know we're not living under the law today. We, pr we praise God for that, but that was um, uh, an Old Testament principle. But that principle seems to be alluded to here uh, which the Lord is, is saying something like, hey, uh, the judgment that will be poured out upon certain of, of these folks for certain of their sins will be twice as much as, uh, as their sins, some, something like that. And the um, Lord begins to give us a little bit of insight into the sin uh, of the future economic system of the tribulation period. Uh, first thing you see in, in verse 7 is arrogance um, or pridefulness, arrogance or pridefulness. Uh, verse 7, how much she hath glorified herself uh, and lived deliciously, uh, richly is probably the idea there, uh, so much torment and sorrow give her. So uh, she has, uh, the world system has, uh, promoted a wealth and understand this morning wealth is is not inherently evil certainly the Lord uh, blesses his people at times with wealth uh, Zach money is not evil it's the love of money that becomes the the sin problem right uh, and so there there seems to be here a, an allusion to that idea how much she has glorified herself uh, and lived deliciously the the world uh, people of the world have, have employed their wealth for self-glorification. It's accrued to their pride uh, rather than having been utilized for godly purposes. Uh, and so the Lord will, will, will that he will pay them uh, interest, if you will, double interest on that. So much torment and sorrow give her. Uh, there's financial language here. Uh, in this uh, passage dealing with judgment of the economic system of the tribulation period. And Zach, that's interesting, right? Because there's, there's a lot of financial language throughout Scripture, right? Even, even in the gospel, uh, the idea that the Lord's righteousness is paid on to our account, right? There's a lot, lot of financial or accounting language that we, we see in Scripture. Um, so we see here um, arrogance associated with wealth. Uh, Brother Garcia, I'm reminded this morning that anyone who is blessed with wealth needs to take care to stand guard against arrogance, right? Any, 
any financial resources that we have, um, including uh, wealth, uh, is of the Lord, right? And whatever we have is of the Lord. And so uh, wealth really, really does not make, I'm sorry, uh, arrogance regarding wealth doesn't make any sense um, at all. See verse 8, therefore her plagues come in one day. Uh, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. Uh, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Uh, and so this, this does seem to be a picture of the destruction uh, of the world economic system uh, and, and destruction happening uh, rather quickly. Uh, therefore shall her plagues come in one day, uh, death and mourning and famine, she shall be utterly burned with fire. Uh, the world economic system, it would seem, that, that which has uh, enriched so many and, and, and caused them to fall into uh, arrogance and pridefulness that has perhaps fed into uh, or fed their arrogance or pridefulness, the Lord will cause this system uh, to come crashing down um, in one day. Uh, I mentioned the 2008 financial crisis. That happened uh, pretty quickly, um, but uh, it started pretty quickly. It was over a period of time, fall of 2007 to spring of 2009, stock market lost 50% of its value. Uh, think back to uh, what you may know about the 1929 stock market crash. Um, that was um, even more significant. It began uh, very quickly. Um, I have a note here, 1929 stock market lost nearly a third of its value in just three trading sessions uh, over five days. There was a weekend in there, essentially sparking the Great Depression. Uh, over the next two and a half years, the market continued to decline, ultimately shedding 90% uh, of its value, and the Great Depression lasted another eight years or so after that. Um, Rich, it's interesting, at that time, only about 1% of Americans owned stock. Today, it's something like two-thirds of Americans own stocks, and so uh, most people today who have retirement savings have bulk of their retirement savings uh, in 401ks, uh, typically will be invested in the stock market. Uh, if stock market lost a huge percent of its value in, in, a, in a situation like 1929, that would have a profound effect on individuals very quickly. It would have a profound effect on, on the world as a whole uh, very, very quickly. And so we, we, we've seen uh, just in the last, um, well, in the last decade uh, that that can happen quickly. Certainly in the last hundred years, we've seen it have a profound effect on the country and the world. And uh, really those two events in American history probably only hint at the severity of the economic destruction uh, and the immediacy with, with which it will happen in, in the tribulation period. Uh, it'll, it'll be very severe and, and evidently very fast in one day, says uh, verse eight. Uh, who's going to do that? Well, the Bible says at the end of verse 8, for, for strong is the Lord who judgeth her. Right? This judgment of God, uh, somehow, some way, he will bring this to pass. doesn't matter how. Uh, what matters is we know that this is the Lord and, and, and this is his judgment. Zach, we bear in mind that it's, it's not just judgment. It is that. Bible says that, but it's judgment with a great purpose also, right? 
The Lord is trying to shake people awake spiritually uh, so that they see their need uh, for him. You can't love God and mammon, right? Uh, and so when people see that their sort of financial ground has been shaken and uh, that, that's been pulled out from underneath them, they're, I think the idea is they'll be more likely to see their need uh, for Christ. Those who haven't yet come to him, if they're still trusting in mammon or money rather than God who provides that, uh, this, this will be a time that they'll see uh, the error of trusting in riches, wealth, rather than um, in the Lord. Uh, verses 9 and 10 following gives us a little bit more uh, detail. Uh, verses 9 and 10, the, the political leaders of the world will lament this, of course. They'll, they'll be beside themselves, probably for a couple of reasons. They will have suffered great financial loss, but Zach, when there's great financial loss, political leaders uh, become concerned. What's going to happen to me, not only financially, but politically, right? Uh, verse 9, the kings of the earth who have committed fornication, spiritual fornication with the uh, ecumenical religious system, and lived deliciously with her, uh, shall bewail her and lament for her uh, when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Uh, yeah, they're going to be great in great distress, uh, as political leaders were in 1929 and 2008 and other times in, in American and, and world history. Uh, verse 10, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, uh, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Yeah, financial collapse can happen very, very uh, quickly. Rich, I know today there's circuit breakers uh, built into the stock market. If it falls too quickly, uh, the, there, there's triggers that will stop the market from trading. Uh, that's just for a day. The market comes back and picks up where it left off. Uh, here it's, it's evident that there's, there's nothing that's going to stop the utter collapse uh, of the economic system of the tribulation period. Nothing uh, will stop it. Uh, verses um, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, just, just give more detail. Uh, the merchants, verse 11, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn. So politicians, sure, uh, they're concerned for their political future. The merchants are concerned for their businesses. Merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth uh, their merchandise anymore. Sure, they don't have money. Uh, or perhaps their money isn't worth anything. We've experienced uh, great inflation uh, in recent months. Uh, here there's probably a much, much dramatically worse situation uh, in view. Verse 12, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls, fine linen, purple and silk and scarlet, uh, all, all violent wood and manner of vessels of ivory, all manner of vessels of most precious wood, of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors, that be perfumes, verse 13, uh, in our King James Bible, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, uh, sheep, horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men and the fruits uh, that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. Uh, and the fruits that, let me just read verse 14 again, the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. Uh, Zach, I think that points to really the Lord's purpose here. 
Uh, people have been lusting after things uh, rather than desiring the Lord and salvation in Christ. Uh, we know this temptation, of course, to uh, covet the things of the world, to covet things that money will buy. And, of course, not necessarily sinful to desire some thing, uh, but when it becomes the focus of our desire, when it becomes arguably more important to us than the Lord and our salvation and our walk with him, that's obviously uh, a spiritual problem, a sinful thing. The fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. And so the Lord says, I'm just going to pull all of this away from you and pull, um, destroy your ability to, to get those things and uh, you'll be left um, wondering, well, okay, you can't have that. What can I have? Well, you can have Christ. Uh, no doubt this is the idea. Uh, certainly more valuable than anything that the world can offer. The fruits that thy soul lusted after uh, are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, uh, and thou shalt find them no more at all. This is what will be experienced uh, at this future time. Verse 15, the merchants of these things, uh, which were made rich by her, uh, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, uh, weeping and wailing, uh, and saying, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold uh, and precious stones and pearls. Now, that could be a literal city. We've pretty clearly seen literal references to uh, Rome very, very clearly, city of seven hills or mountains. Uh, in the last chapter, dealing with the religious system of the world, uh, is, is this the same place? Is it another place? Is it the uh, economic headquarters of, of the world financial system? Is it, is it New York or London or Brussels or, or um, some other uh, city in Europe or, or Asia? I don't know. Zach would do well to say we don't know when, when we don't know. Uh, is, is it not a reference to a, a literal place? We're, we can't really be sure. But what we can be sure of is there, there's a picture of sudden economic collapse here, uh, and Lord will use this uh, for his purposes. It's interesting in verse 17, the suddenness of all of this uh, is emphasized again, verse 17, for in one hour so great riches is come to naught, uh, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea uh, stood afar off. And so this, this evidently is not the, a local collapse in uh, one nation, uh, one country, one economy. Uh, it's something that's affecting uh, world trade, international trade. Shipping uh, specifically is in view here. Uh, Zach, after um, COVID, uh, shipping was greatly affected. There wasn't enough shipping capacity, you recall, uh, to bring goods from China to the west coast of the U.S. Do you remember that? Uh, those ships were queued up off the coast of California for days and, and, and weeks. There was, uh, at that point, there was such demand, pent-up demand after COVID. People were fixing up their houses and buying furniture and TVs, and so 
Uh, there wasn't enough shipping capacity to bring everything in that people desired. Uh, and so uh, there wasn't enough capacity at the ports uh, to accommodate the ships uh, and to process it all. Uh, so that, that was one kind of collapse of the uh, international trade system. This, this is far, severe, far more severe, uh, far worse than that, evidently. Uh, every shipmaster, all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood afar off and cried, uh, verse 18, when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what city uh, is like unto this great city? And so there's pretty clearly a, a collapse that is not local. It's, it's the utter collapse of the international economic system and the international trade uh, system. Um, verse 19, when they cast dust on their heads uh, and cried weeping and wailing, that, that's a picture of, their, of the depth of their despair, right? Casting dust on their heads, crying, weeping and wailing, saying, alas, alas, the great city wherein uh, were made rich, uh, all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. The, um, the sudden destruction uh, of, of the system. Things can change very quickly. Uh, Rich, when the rapture happens, catching away of God's people, things will change very quickly. In the twinkling of an eye, things will change. Uh, we understand that as the tribulation period progresses. Uh, there'll be a progression and uh, we know that there's sort of a, a meeting out of judgment over a period of time, but then there's these periods of very sudden uh, worsening and, and, and collapse of, of the world systems. Uh, this will be a profoundly challenging time. Zach, people are gonna need answers. They're gonna need a solution. Uh, the Antichrist, of course, desires to provide the answers and to be their solution. Uh, but we understand, of course, Christ, uh, the one true Christ, uh, has the true answers uh, and is the ultimate solution for all of this. Uh, he'll be the spiritual solution that people need. Uh, but think about this also. When he returns and, and puts down the uh, enemy armies of the world at Armageddon, what comes next, Zach? after Armageddon, what comes next, pretty quickly thereafter, he, Lord, ushers in his, his millennial reign, right? And, and think about how profound a difference there will be between his political system, his economic system, his uh, religious system. Uh, the world will be in utter ruins in every way, right? Physically, uh, their religious system will have been destroyed. Their political system will have been destroyed. Their economy will have been destroyed by the end of the tribulation. Uh, armies of the world will have been destroyed at Armageddon. Every, everything will be in ruins. Uh, judgment, yes. P as people experience that, many were saved. We know that. We praise God. Many of those people walked directly into uh, the, the millennium. Those who are still alive, those few, uh, I would argue, uh, and then Christ will come, uh, perfect savior. Uh, he will implement the perfect religious system of the millennium. 
uh, he will uh, implement a perfect, uh, a perfect uh, political system that will be uh, perfectly just, uh, a perfect economy. We have scripture and Old Testament prophecies regarding the tribulation period that point to a perfectly just economy. Uh, the risk of being political. I have suggested that I think we, we can view uh, the economy of this nation as imperfect as it is the best that the world has produced. Uh, and we're thankful for that, for, for, for capitalism certainly, but it's imperfect and it's unjust at times in, in various ways. Uh, there'll be a perfect economy um, in uh, the thousand year millennial reign of Christ. And so, uh, a world that has been left in ruin uh, will be perfected. Uh, I'll have a perfect leader for the, the thousand year reign of Christ, followed by a new heaven and, and a new earth. Uh, we understand that. There's some other things that will happen there also, but uh, just, just consider how wonderful the millennium will, will be, especially compared to what transpires just before the millennium. Um, verse 20, there's a voice in heaven calling for rejoicing. Uh, and I think this, this rejoicing looks ahead to the return of Christ and the millennium, which is uh, going to happen pretty quickly after these things. Verse 20, rejoice over them, thou heaven, uh, and ye holy apostles and prophets, uh, for God has avenged you on her. And sure, there's, there's, the Lord has meted out his just vengeance uh, upon the wickedness um, of the world. We understand that. Uh, there's other observations that could be made there, but in the interest of time, uh, let's, let's keep moving here. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Um, verse uh, 21 um, and a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, cast it into the sea, saying, Thus, uh, with violence, that great city Babylon was thrown down, shall be found no more at all. Right, the complete destruction. Verse 22, And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters uh, shall be heard no more in thee. Uh, there'll be no celebration within the world at the destruction of its systems, no craftsmen, of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. Yeah, the world economy has been destroyed. Uh, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. There will be no economic production at this point. Verse 23, and the light of a candle shall uh, shine no more at all in thee. The voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee for thy Merchants were by the great men of the earth, for uh, by thy sorceries were um, all nations deceived. Uh, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain uh, upon the earth. And so, right, the, the wickedness that was at the core of the Antichrist system, it has been done away with. I want to take just a couple minutes, if you'll permit me, and I think you will. Uh, the word sorceries there, the word sorceries, uh, in verse 23 in our King James Bible, we have the word sorceries. Um, we understand it's generally speaking an allusion to the occult and the 
occultic power, the demonic power that will empower the Antichrist uh, during the tribulation period. What's interesting, though, is that the underlying word literally uh, references um, drugs. Uh, it's the word that uh, pharmaceutical, pharmacy and pharmaceutical comes. I grew up in a pharmaceutical industry. Um, some of that I repent of. Some of it was good and righteous. Some of it was not. You know my story there. Some of you do, at least. Um, sorceries, underlying word, um, a Greek word refers to pharmacy or, or drugs. Um, and so no doubt this is a reference to the occult, um, which uh, does employ illicit drugs often in its occultic practices. Uh, this, this reminded me this week, I read a statistic that is very shocking. A former church member um, is involved in a nonprofit that uh, does uh, various different analyses of trends social trends, financial trends, and they've, they've grown a reputation for um, being extraordinarily accurate. Uh, they're quoted by the Wall Street Journal and other um, media sources that are trying to be very accurate. There's nothing political in that at all. Um, they did an analysis recently where they, they concluded that if current trends continue, one in 39 Americans will ultimately die of a drug overdose. Did you hear that? One in 39, uh, if current trends continue. Probably all know or know of people who've died of drug overdoses. Um, no doubt, uh, no doubt uh, the uh, occultic system of, of the tribulation is going to incorporate the, the use of illicit drugs and, and no doubt many will die as a result of that, but many are dying now, today, uh, as a result of the use of illicit drugs. Um, a lot more than, than most people think. Why do people use drugs? Zach, do you have a thought? Why, why do people use drugs like heroin? Right, some kind of escapism, right? They're trying to escape physical pain or more, more often emotional pain, right? Um, are they the answer for emotional pain? What's the answer for emotional pain? Christ, yeah. And so, you know, that, that word got me thinking about that this week. Yeah, people are dying without Christ, certainly. Uh, people are fleeing into drugs for relief from emotional pain. I know sometimes physical pain also. I understand that. I get that. Very often, though, for um, f freedom from emotional pain, we know the answer, the true answer, the life-giving rather than the life-taking answer is Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection, faith in him, forgiveness in him, being made new in him. Uh, that's the answer. And so, Rich, I think about um, the number of people dying today that there ought to be an urgency on our part to share the gospel, right? That's, that's where we'll end this morning. Um, we know that the answer for everyone experiencing all of these things in the future tribulation period is to come to Christ, uh, faith in Christ. Well, the answer, that's the same answer that people need today. Uh, he's the same one, uh, the same answer that people need today. There'll be an urgency in the tribulation period to get saved, um, as people kind of are shaken awake spiritually, but 
Uh, we don't have the same urgency today to share the gospel. We have to stop there. Let's pray, please. Father, thank you, uh, Lord, this morning for your words. Uh, certainly, uh, studying through Revelation, Father, is, is challenging. It's difficult at times, but also just an amazing privilege to be able to see uh, these future things. Lord, we uh, understand this morning that people in the tribulation will open this book and understand that what they're experiencing is what John wrote some 2,000 years ago. Uh, Father, we, we know people will be saved as a result of that. Lord, pray this morning that uh, there'll be a great urgency uh, in our hearts uh, to share the gospel uh, with people uh, so that they might not experience the tribulation period. We don't know uh, when the rapture will come, when this time will begin, but we, we know it could be today. And so, Lord, I, I pray again today that you give us hearts filled with urgency to share the gospel. Lord, none of us, no one is guaranteed even another uh, moment, let alone another hour, another day, another month, another year. Uh, Lord, give us hearts filled with urgency to share the gospel uh, as you give us opportunity. And Lord, give us hearts to rejoice at the opportunity to do so. We have the answer that people need. Lord, help us to rejoice in our own salvation, but at the opportunity, the privilege it is uh, to share the gospel, the, the, the answer that people need as you give us opportunity. Lord, we love you. Thank you. Pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Forgive me for going over this morning. See you back here shortly.